recording now. All right. Welcome everybody. This is another episode in our new in our new series um, with M Sister Studios podcast and also the video channel. I have here with me today Mr. Todd Youngblood. He is, and again, he can correct me if I'm wrong. He is the board president for the Colorado's Veteran Project, which we will be um creating a lot of content to help raise awareness for what they're doing and some upcoming events that they have going on. So Todd, thank you for being here with us. Um, I'm going to hand it over to you so you can introduce yourself, give us a little background, and we shall go from there. Well, thanks for having me today. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you about the uh, Colorado Veterans Project and our mm-hmm. upcoming Ruck March. Uh, we appreciate you guys putting together some content for us and helping us promote the event. It's a uh, it's an important event. We, you know, we utilize this event to help raise, uh, you know, funds to help veterans nonprofits in Colorado. And it's actually become the largest food single day food drive in the entire state of Colorado. So on a typical year, we get over 50,000 pounds of food donated uh, in this single event, And that all goes to veteran families and veteran homeless veterans and veterans in need. So it's a, it's a great event to really help make a large impact in the veterans community. That's awesome. Um, Do you have, now since this is a veterans project, do you have um, any experience before you joined? Are you former military? Did you have family members? Like what uh, made you connect with this project either on a personal or like professional level? I am a Navy veteran. So I was uh, four years active duty (laughs) in the Navy and then I did another four years uh, in the Army Reserves after that. Uh, so I, I do have a, a, a connection to the military. Um, moving to Denver, Colorado, uh, I, I was looking for another nonprofit to be a part of. I've always uh, done a lot of volunteer work and tried my best to give back to my community that I'm, I'm living in. And I really felt like the Colorado Veterans Project was doing some really amazing things. It, it sponsors the Colorado or the Denver Veterans Day events. So the parade and the festival in downtown Denver. Uh, we put on a Memorial Day run. We put on a 4th of July fun run called the Freedom Four Miler. And just through their events and outreach into the veterans community, they really make a huge impact uh, and raise a ton of awareness and you know, some pretty significant uh, money to donate back to the veteran-focused nonprofits throughout the state. Awesome. Um, before you know, we dive more, if you hear my dogs, I apologize. But before we dive a little more uh, deeper into the Colorado Veterans Project. What I'm curious, because you said you're a Navy vet, and I'm also too, um, I served active duty in the Navy and in the reserves right now. What was your job um, or your rate? I, I was a cook. So I, I, I was uh, responsible for all the terrible foods you eat on your ship all the time. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I, I don't know if the correct world word is thankfully, but I <laughs> luckily have never been on a ship. I was an MA. So, you know, they always try to, you know, the recruiter would be like, Oh, if you want to see the world, join the Navy because of all the different ports and ships that you can be on and stuff. But being an MA, you know, uh, that nine times out of 10, like never happened. We were, you know, most of a lot of our places we could go would be, um, bases and there Mm -hmm. are more ship roles or ship billets to my understanding popping up because, um, they're just selecting MAs to actually do their jobs <laughs> as sure, security. Sure. But uh, yeah, I just, um, I remember the food from boot camp and stuff. And I mean, I, it's probably gotten better, but 
but I still hear horror or see horror horror stories of uh, the Fujian ships and stuff. Um, so since you were a cook in the Navy, did you do the same thing in the Army Reserves or did you switch? No, I, I did had a different role. Um, I, I got in the Army and I was actually an air conditioning repair person. So I was a, a, attached to a maintenance, maintenance battalion in an Army Guard. And they, they sent me to school and I learned how to fix air conditioners. You know, I mean, <laughs> When you were both in active duty and in the reserves, did you deploy anywhere? Did you go anywhere? Like, where have you been in your military career? So I've been around the world a little bit. Um, We did a a Westpac. I was, for the first two years of my uh, Navy career, I was at ADAC, Alaska, Mm -hmm. which is in the Aleutian Islands. So we were, I think ADAC is the third or fourth island from the end. On a clear morning, you could see the coastline of Russia. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were way out there. Uh, great, great experience in ADAC, um, beautiful country up there. Um, it's a Navy air base. It used to be an air facility. I think they've since kind of, de- you know, mothballed the base, but uh, it, it was a really interesting line of duty because it, it's just such a remote uh, duty station and uh, such a unique place to live. I mean, not many people live in the mm-hmm. Aleutian Islands. Uh, the, the second part of my tour was uh, being stationed out of the Naval Shipyards in Bremerton, Washington, <laughs> on board the USS Arkansas. Uh-huh. So I was on uh, uh, the Arkansas for a couple of years. We did one Westpac. We deployed to Iraq for about six months uh, doing some stuff um, just after uh, Operation, after, after Desert Storm. So mm-hmm. in between Desert Storm and Operation Iraqi Freedom, we were, we were a, a unit that went back into Iraq and you know floated in the Persian Gulf and ran some military operations against Iraq at that time, but uh, overall I got to see uh, a lot of Southeast Asia. Got to go to Australia, you know. Spent a couple. We went up to Canada a couple times. Uh, really had a great time just seeing the seeing the world. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, jealous that you've been to Australia. That's like one of the top uh, places for uh, me to go that I want to go to explore and stuff. And I think. Um, there's a lot more opportunities, at least to my knowledge, of uh, the Navy and stuff going over there. So that's pretty cool. Did you go anywhere in the re- Army Reserves or did you just more like stay put? Uh, we we did not get deployed. I, I transitioned out of the Army Guard just before uh, Afghanistan and Iraq really started um, getting hot and heavy. Uh, the the unit I was with was a maintenance battalion. So we, we did, we were supposed to go to Germany one year for deployment. Um, but I didn't get to go with the unit because that was the, that was the final semester of my senior year of college. So I had mm-hmm. to bow out of that deployment. Um, but really I just went a- across the U S just doing some training exercises and some advanced training. So. Gotcha. Um, so when you left the Navy, went to the army reserve, did you do anything, uh, job rise related to what you did and or um, did you just you know go to your job and then a few years later join the Colorado's Veterans Project? Uh, not, nothing not not a lot that I did in the uh, Navy or the Army really translated mm-hmm. to day-to-day life. I, mm-hmm. I I went to college just while I was in the guard. I used the GI Bill and then some additional funds that you know tuition assistance through the national guard to pay for my college so that was the that was my core motivator to go in the military was to try to walk out of school without a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debts 
So it, it worked out really well for me though. It, you know, between the, the Navy college fund and, and the uh, tuition assistance of the guard, I, you know, got most of my school paid for and, and uh, got a degree in, in computer science, which is completely different than cooking or, <laughs> or air conditioning repair. Uh, the, the, the volunteerism really came as a part of, of meeting some people and, you know, just in my college town that I was going to, that were just really all about giving back to the community, just some, some individuals that were just community leaders that were, that had always volunteered for a lot of different organizations and really just spent a lot of, you know, their extra time helping others. Um, and that just really, really was impactful to, for me. And I, I really wanted to follow that same path. Mm -hmm. Was there any, like, besides the people that you met in your college town, like you said, that were making an impact in your community, was there any like significant moment where you knew that you wanted to do and help out your community? Or was it just like a bunch of little things adding up to your decision? Um, you know, I had a, a gentleman named Bill Mishaw. He was just a, he was an older retired guy. And, you know, in retirement, he was probably working harder than he ever did with his full-time <laughs> job, you know, just really trying to help out and be a part of the community. And I got to be, you know, I got to be friends with him and he was, he was kind of a mentor for me uh, and really just, you know, just inspired me to give back to my community. So he was, he was probably one of the bigger motivators uh, to really, you know, you know, contribute back to my community. Mm -hmm. Was now when you started to um, contribute back to your community, did you immediately um, make your focus towards veterans or was there other entities that you worked on before you decided to go uh, the veteran route? So, so I was living in Durango, Colorado at that time, and I was a part of the uh, Kiwanis Club mm -hmm. um, and then on a couple of other boards in, in, in that uh, community, you know, really helping to organize some festivals and some events, some uh, marathons and whatnot uh, that were taking place in that community to help raise money for monies for different nonprofits. Uh, the, the nonprofits I was primarily working for were more focused on helping, helping children in need um, and it was a great, we actually got to start the boys and girls club in Durango, Colorado. We had to, you know, I was on the board that initially set up a cool science museum. It's called the Durango discovery museum and, mm -hmm. and a really cool science and technology museum that was focused on helping educate kids on science and tech. So, you know, just, just a different focus from the veteran community up here. But when I moved to Denver, I, I did notice right away, like there's, there's a significant homeless population significantly more than what was in Durango. And, you know, you drive around and see the signs of, you know, veteran in need, you know, arm, you know, Vietnam vets, uh, you know, all these different Afghan vets, uh, whatnot. And I started reading more about the needs of veterans, you know, impacted just after being in combat. Um, one of our big realities is as a country, we, we've never been in active combat for this long. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about 9-11 and just how quickly we, you know, started wars with that, you know, in, within Iraq, within Afghanistan, I mean, we've, we've literally been a war, you know, for more than 20 years and act, I mean, while we, we don't read about it so much every day, I'm, I'm tied into some of my friends who are in the special forces group up here and they're busy. I mean, they're mm -hmm. doing a lot of, they're doing a lot of work overseas. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, when you have that, continual cycle of uh, men and women that are just cycling through combat roles and combat environments. It just really creates a different need in the veterans community. I mean, we've, 
we've seen it at different scales with Vietnam, Korea, Iraq, Afghanistan, just, I mean, but I mean, even if you look at Vietnam compared to what we're going through today, it's just, just such a condensed time period, you know, it was, you know, just, you know, a shorter time period, a lot more guys cycling through a uh, combat and some, you know, very significant combat, but mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're having to build up new infrastructure to support uh, new men and women coming back from active combat roles on a, on a monthly, weekly basis, you know, today, you know, over the last 20 years. So it's, it's a different time in our history for sure. Yeah. It, um, so when I was growing up, I never really experienced a homeless population before. Mm-hmm. And so moving out to Washington now and seeing it, it's kind of, it's totally different and it's kind of um, eye-opening, but also too, like you said, that a lot of, or a good chunk of the homeless population are in fact veterans um, that are returning home from war. And, you know, and I see, we'll go out to the store or something and I see the signs. Um, there's a few, you know, here, but uh, recently, where'd I go? Recently, oh, I went down to Vancouver, Washington, and I see it a lot. And it's just very sad. And, you know, it makes me, you know, want to help and do more because you don't know what they went through or what they're going through unless you actually like talk to them. And it's, it's being a veteran, you know, myself, it's kind of sad because, you know, they're veterans. Some of them are veterans also. And it's just like, I want to help out a brother or sister who's, you know, been through the same thing, essentially that myself and you have been through. Um, um, So when did you then, so after you, you know, you moved down to Denver and saw all the, the, um, the homeless populations and saw, you know, what is, what, where you could help out. When did you join with the Colorado Veterans Project or wasn't, wasn't even created when you made the move and made this decision to help out the veteran community? Yeah. So the Colorado Veterans Project has been around, was, had been around for, I think, three or four years before I got involved in the organization. And I'd actually reached out because I thought, Hey, here's a, here's an organization, I, you know, that's benefiting veterans. They're putting on events and I, I'd done some event management, you know, activities and roles in the past. So I thought I'd be a good fit to help out as a volunteer. And so I, I reached out to them and they were like, sure, bring it on. <laughs> you know, we always need more help. Anybody that's motivated and organized can is more than welcome to help out with our cause and, and uh, help us put on these events. Um, so I, I reached out and I, I got involved just be, just in their first uh, Veterans Day uh, event a few years ago, like three years ago, this will be my, I think this will be my fourth Veterans Day with them uh, coming up. But, you know, just helped organize part of the parade, part of the festival, you know, part of the run, and really just enjoyed it and really just enjoyed uh, being back in the veterans community. I mean, when, when you hear the, the term, you know, it's like a brotherhood, sisterhood, it's like a family, you know, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. I, I, I hope, I hope you had the experience where you've made some lifelong friends uh, through the Navy and, and you've been able to, to maintain those relationships since I guess you're still in active or in, in the reserves, but you know, some of my closest friends are still, you know, ex Navy vets uh, that I, that I served with. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially even if, you know, for anyone that you didn't, you know, have a friendship with or didn't know, I feel like whenever you meet someone and you get to start talking to them and you're like, Oh, by the way, you know, I was in the military. You're like, Oh, and then you just connect and you can relate on like 
a bunch of whole different levels that maybe someone that you're friends with may not, you know, necessarily be able to, if they're meeting the same person, which is really cool. And it's not even necessarily have to be someone who is a veteran. Um, I recently uh, has been meeting through new people through my job and, you know, even military spouses, they like, since they're, they are there with them, they get it. Um, So, which is pretty cool. Now, can you explain to us what exactly is the Colorado's Veterans Project and what was their mission starting off before you joined up with them to help them? Sure. I think the, the mission has always been to, to raise uh, pride and patriotism, you know, around veterans causes throughout the state of Colorado. Um, you know, we do this by, you know, sponsoring events you know, multiple events throughout the year, really trying to create an environment where civilians and military and veterans can all come together, you know, in, at a run, at a parade, at a festival, really just have an opportunity to, to mix, mingle, and get to know each other on a deeper level. And that seems to be so much of the, you know, initial challenges. I think there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions about who who the people are that have served, that serve or have served in our military and just putting, you know, putting some, putting everybody in the same room, you know, putting everybody on the same uh, race course, you know, really goes a long way to help um, people get to know each other, you know, kind of break down those barriers and really understand a, at, at a higher level, like the needs of the veterans community, because, it, I, I've always felt like it's a, it's a great community and more often the individuals that are, that have stumbled or fallen down or whatnot are more looking for a hand up than a handout. And that's, that's what our program really is about is supporting veterans focused nonprofits in the state through the revenue we generate from our, um, our, our events and, and donations that we get so that they can focus on their mission. And that's probably one of the biggest things that we've figured out since we started the Colorado Veterans Project is that there's probably 350 plus nonprofits that are focused on different veterans issues in the state of Colorado. And they're really good about providing services, you know, whether it be equine therapy, you know, counseling for mental health issues, job placement, uh, you know, military to civilian transition job placement stuff. Uh, addiction counseling, uh, homeless services, uh, people who are food insecure and getting them the right food. I mean, we, there really is a variety of issues within our community and those organizations are great at providing that in service, but they're not necessarily great at promoting their own nonprofit, you know, so spreading the word, making sure the veterans in the community know who they are and what they offer. And they're, they're not, you know, they could always use more help with fundraising. Every nonprofit can use another friend to help them raise money. And that's what we are to these nonprofits is we're a friend that helps them fund some of their initiatives throughout the year to, so they can have a bigger impact in the veterans community. Gotcha. Um, so what are some of the other nonprofits does the Colorado Veterans Project um, support and help raise money for? Uh, we have we have a ton of different groups that uh, um, we work with. Uh, we work with the local VFW Post One, which is the first VFW post in uh, the state of Colorado. Uh, we work with we're partnered with the Special Forces Foundation for the uh, 
for the upcoming uh, Memorial Day run in March. Uh, we work with Soldiers Angels, which is a great organization um, that is um, that does provides food to veterans in need. Uh, we work with a uh, you know the National Guard Foundation here in Colorado. Um, we did a we did about a twenty five thousand dollar donation to them this year to to help uh, buy food for veteran you know National Guard families in need, reserve and Air Guard and reserve families in need. Uh, we did another a donation to a, a group that provides veteran housing in Colorado Springs. So we did a $30,000 donation to those guys to, you know, so they can open up a couple additional houses and get the, get them remodeled and up to date so they can house an additional, I think they're doing 12 veterans a year. They, they, they have the ability to house 12 veterans at a time. So, you know, it's, it's all over the place. There's the um, Cohen clinic down here that provides a lot of mental health services and other uh, medical services to these guys. Uh, there's Healing Warriors that does therapy uh, for a lot of veterans uh, that, to help them get through injuries, whether it be physical or mental. So there's there's some really great causes, and we're trying to make the you know a, a really big impact in the community. Right. It sounds like there's a bunch of different like programs and um, different organizations in the state of Colorado that really are um, or really want to help the veteran community, which is awesome. Um, and it's great that, you know, raising money to help them, um, what events, so what are some example events before we get into the ruck march and talk about that? What are some sample events? I know you mentioned parade and stuff like that, but what are some sample events that, um, your program or project normally hold throughout the course of say like a year or two years? Well, it, it all started, uh, with the veteran of veterans day run. So our founder, Rob Bingham, who was, a uh, he was, you know, a, a, a cadet and officer training. Um, he was, you know, this was kind of his, you know, I guess project uh, in OCS um, going through and, and putting on this run. And, you know, he really just put it on just as a project, uh, uh, you know, for, for, for his candidate school, but, you know, it became something much more. He quickly realized that it was a great way to bring people together it was a very much needed uh, piece uh, within the uh, veterans ecosystem here in Colorado. Um, the Veterans Day Parade at that point in time, the group had, that had you know, organized and run and put on the event in Denver um, actually um, was kind of done with it. They, they'd done it for many, many years. And so we, we assumed the responsibility of putting on the Veterans Day Parade and Festival We've really done a nice job building it back up. I think it's the second or third largest uh, veterans festival in, in the United States, you know, now. So it's, it's really a nice thing to see everybody, you know, more than 50,000 people come downtown in downtown Denver, watch a huge parade and, and hang out and, you know, drink a couple of beers and eat some hot dogs or whatnot after the, fest, after the parade's over. Just to, just to, again, mix and mingle with the veterans in our state and, you know, get to know more about them. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, talk a little bit about the Ruck March that's coming up. Um, it's literally, what, a month away? A little, little over a month away. Um, just talk about, you know, what it is, what's going to be going on. Uh, you can also, if you want to, talk about, like, how the project kind of set up to the Ruck March also. Like, just you can say as many much details as you want about it. The Memorial Day Run in March is an event that's uh, going on, I think it's six years. 
we, you know, we originally started it as a 5K, 10K, uh, and 30K race, and it became a 30K ruck as well. So for those that aren't familiar with the terminology of rucking, uh, it's, you know, in our particular case, you put 25 pounds of perishable food in your backpack, in a backpack, um, and then you, you march the 30 kilometers or run. If you, if you like to run 30 kilometers with 25 pounds on your back, you could do that too. Um, and and uh, at the end of the ruck, uh, you, can, you, you donate all the food. So that's where we get the food donation, the primary food donations from is, and how we're able to get uh, over 50,000 pounds of food donated each year. So it's a really cool event. A lot of the army units, I mean, for, we do this, we host it in Colorado Springs. Now this will be our first year in Colorado Springs. Um, you know, the, there's a Fort Carson down there. These the Air Force Academy. I mean, there's a Buckley Air Force Base. So there's a huge military community in Colorado Springs. Uh, we get a lot of those units that they typically have to do some type of ruck uh, each year just to stay qualified or just, you know, complete mm -hmm. for part of their army standards. Um, this is a nice one because it's, it's, we've, we've uh, got it certified by a group out of Norway. So you actually get a Norwegian foot march badge, um, which is a, which is a very cool little, little bat, you know, metal uh, that you can wear with your military uniforms. It's part of your military record at the end of the day. It's certified by, you know, some officers uh, that we fly out from uh, the Norwegian, uh, mil you know, uh, military. Um, and it's just a really really fun event uh, everybody you know every we have different distances so if you're not up for a 30k ruck you know it's just do a 5k or a 10k you know with 25 pounds in your back or just do a 5k 10k run as well um, it is a virtual race uh, you know um, last year we had to go virtual because of COVID and all that stuff so uh, this is we're going to maintain that virtual component so people around the country if they want to uh, you know, participate and do any of the distances, whether ruck or run, they can. Uh, the only difference is if you want to actually earn the medal, you have to be in person in Colorado because it has to be certified by this Norwegian officer that's, that's coming over to monitor uh, the, the race and the, the march. But, you know, it, in a typical year, we'd have more music and we'd have more food vendors. This year, the actual, uh, you know, the actual home base is going to be a little bit smaller, you know, a few less vendors, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to limit the amount of the, the crowd that's actually, you know, just hanging out and mingling after the race and whatnot. But in normal years, we'll have some live music. We'll have a bunch of great food trucks for everybody to come and enjoy food. Uh, that'll just, the, the food and the social aspect of this year's race will just be a, a bit limited still just because we want to try to be as safe with COVID as we possibly can. Right. Um, so question, because mm -hmm. since I signed up for the 10K, actually mm -hmm. two questions. The first one, when you load your pack up with food, that's food, say, for mm -hmm. example, I would go out and buy and then weigh it and then bring it. Yep. Okay. And, and we weigh, we weigh everybody's pack at the end. We, we weigh your pack at the end to see how much food you, you've carried for the race. Okay. So you okay. do... You know, again, not for the 10K, but if you're doing the 30K ruck for the, the, the Norwegian foot march uh, medal, you have to carry at least 25 pounds. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you want to make sure your pack's <laughs> not a 24 pounds and you just went all that way for no reason. So. And uh, for the 
metal aspect is it only open for uh say for example the army because i know the army's big on the metal no. things or is for every branch because i'm kind of it was for every I, branch i'm kind of tempted to switch and i want to get that little thing that no one I, else has i i don't i don't think i think it's a dod sponsored piece so i think it if you were air force if you were army or you were navy uh you could go ahead and qualify for that medal just uh um, within your own military record in the Navy too. That's very tempting because I want to. It would be really be, unique. <laughs> stand out. Of, there'll be not like a lot of people, not a lot of people in their dress blues are sitting out there with the Norwegian foot march. Yeah, they'll be like, "How'd you get this?" Well, like, well, long story. It's yeah. a bit of a story, but I'll tell you. Um, that's uh, nice to know because now I'm tempted to do that uh, instead. And I'm, I'm always open for a challenge, anyways. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. Now. Uh, for, so you said last year that you guys had to go virtual because of COVID. Was there still like a big turnout for the event for virtual? Or um, do you think that this year, since it's back in person, there's going to be a bigger turnout this year? Um, it, the numbers are certainly trending to be less than a normal year. Uh, we'll, we'll have a better attendance than we did last year. We really had a, you know, it was just virtual last year. So it wasn't... Uh, we didn't have a lot of registrations. It was later on in the year. Uh, I think people were tired of signing up for virtual runs, honestly. And it just, it just wasn't as well received in a virtual format. This is a much better in-person event and mm -hmm. being able to qualify for the, the, the medal and whatnot. So, um, you know, this, it's going to be a down year this year, but it's, you know, it'll be a nice, it will be one of, it'll be our first opportunity to have an in-person event since COVID and it'll be a nice opportunity to kind of get back in the swing of things. And even though it'll be a smaller event, it'll be great to see everybody and, 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 and get back on track to having in-person events. Has the whole project um, as a whole has been, you know, you said that you just said the, the event last year kind of was affected by COVID. Was mm -hmm. there any other aspects that have been affected or, the project as a whole was still able to help raise money for all the different um, foundations uh, and stuff. It, it was, it was absolutely a down year for us. It was an interesting piece because with COVID you had more need in the veterans community than ever before. I mean, the, you know, people that are food insecure or on the brink of homelessness. I mean, it, it, it generally it, a lot, sometimes the, the catalyst to becoming homeless is sim simply like losing a job or, mm -hmm. you know, transitioning out of the military and not, not being able to go apply for jobs or get a new job. Uh, you know, people that are, you know, just, you know, a family member loses a job and they, they don't have enough money to buy all the groceries they need. So there's, there's been some pr pretty significant, you know, there's been some pretty significant impact over the last year with the quarantines. Uh, mental health has been a big issue in the veterans community. I mean, the, the individuals that were struggling with whatever mental health issues, and then just the isolation of being, you know, in lockdown for, for months at a time, it was not, it was not the best combination. So, uh, you know, from a, from a needs perspective, we had more need than ever, but then we didn't, we weren't able to host the events like we normally would. We weren't able to host a single in-person event last year. Everything was virtual hundred percent. And that just affected our revenue that we generated from the events, even though our costs were um, somewhat lower, uh, 
we still had, um, you know, we still just didn't have the participation or the sponsorships. That's where we get a lot of our money. Uh, we did have a few organizations like Charles Schwab step up last year. They, you know, increased their donations significantly to us. And we, we were able to take that money and donate it to a lot of good nonprofits. Um, a lot of individuals stepped up and donated a ton of money to us last year. Um, so while our events revenue was down, uh, we, you know, we still were able to donate, I think, over $50,000 out to nonprofits throughout the state of Colorado in 2019 or 2020. What are some, because I'm curious, what are some organizations that actually helped you guys last year through donations and stuff? Was there like a lot of big names or there was some that some small names or even some that were like unexpected, unexpected, like, oh, like this is the most random thing, but they wanted to help us. So <laughs> here they are. Yeah. So, you know, Charles Schwab was, was a great partner for us last year. They really did a lot to help, you know, our organization stay above water and, and, and continue to support us through a, through a rough year. Um, you know, a lot of our traditional sponsors, you know, they, they just really held back, um, until more the end of the year, we got a donation from the Glenn Levitt, uh, last year we were, we were, they, they sponsored us for, I think they did a dollar a bottle or something like that for every bottle that was sold in Colorado. And they, we got a $10,000 donation from the Glenn Levitt. Uh, so that was a wonderful thing and, you know, a great company to work with. Uh, but you know, it was, you know, the, probably the biggest chunk of revenue we got were just from individuals that just, mm -hmm. you know, realize that there was more needs in the veteran community than ever before. Um, we have a media partner, Fox 31, that's just always done a great job of helping make the Colorado community aware of what's going on in the veterans community and the needs of that community. And they were able to help, help us uh, spread the word about that. And we got, we got a lot of great individual donations. That's awesome. Um, I mean, you know, it, it sucks for the project. Cause like you said, you can do in-person events, but it's also, great to see that people saw that you know the state of the world and everything that was going on that they took it as an opportunity to actually step up and help what you guys are working towards and what who you guys support so that's really great um now for the event next month is there already like uh a lot of registration that's come in like is there a lot of people that are pumped up and <laughs> excited to come out because i know for myself i'm excited to come out and do this thing. So right now we have, you know, just over 300 people registered for the, the Memorial day run in March. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're thinking that they'll probably end up being um, between four and 500 people, unless we get to a good boost of people here at the end. I mean, Colorado just opened up quite a bit uh, saying that there's no longer any restrictions for outdoor events as far as, the number of people you still have to follow, you know, best practices from a COVID perspective um, for sure. And we will be a COVID safe environment and do all the things that we can to keep all of our runners safe and all of our volunteers and everybody else for that matter. Um, but, you know, we really feel like four or 500 people at this year's event would be a great success. And just, again, it'd be great to be in person again and get to see everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm uh, super excited to come. I know, like a few weeks ago, we actually went because baseball season started, mm -hmm. um, went to a baseball game and it felt so nice, even though, you know, everyone was social distancing and there was yeah. only like 25% capacity at, in the stadium. It was still nice to 
still go out and do something. So I'm super excited to come and do the ruck march. And like I said, I might be switching up which one I'm doing because I kind of want that unique badge on my uniform or to right. add that to, you know, my eval at the end of the year when they look at it like, oh yeah, but uh, that's not what, you know, that's just a back thing. They, we're here to help you guys and help spread the world word with our resources that we have and stuff. Um, so before, I'm trying to think, before we close out this podcast, we always ask our guests, um, whether it be for something like this, talking about the organization and, or just a regular podcast guest, we always ask them what you have planned for the rest of 2021, both either like say personally, professionally, because you said you have a professional career outside of the project. So that too. And also too, you announced like what else the Colorado Veterans Program has planned or project has planned for the rest of the year. So we can kind of put out the word for you guys. So. Well, the, we have multiple events uh, each year. The best way to track our events is go to coloradoveteransproject.org. Uh, it has a listing. Uh, it has links to all of our events. You know, th this year we'll, we'll host the Memorial Day run in March. That's May 29th. Uh, we'll host the, uh, we'll, we'll host the Freedom Four Miler. That's going to be a virtual event again this year because our, our corporate partner in that event is Charles Schwab and they still haven't uh, opened back up some of their corporate campuses just because of COVID and safety protocols that they have in place as a corporation. So unfortunately we can't have the event in person at their, usually we have it down at their Lone Tree campus, which is this beautiful campus in Lone Tree, Colorado. Uh, so that'll just be a virtual event. It'll just take place just, uh, you know, in the days before in the days of 4th of July weekend. Uh, so that, so that's a 5k that's a four mile race as as the name would indicate and you can uh, just join in on that virtually we'll have another golf tournament coming up in denver colorado uh in september uh, we also will you know host the uh, veterans day uh festivities this year um hopefully we'll be able to do a parade but it just really depends on what COVID numbers look like and COVID safety pro protocols and health recommendations are again this year. Obviously, we, we have some, some older men and women that are Korea War era veterans or Vietnam era war veterans. And we want to just make sure we're doing the utmost and providing a very safe environment for those guys, even though we want to celebrate them and, and honor them for Veterans Day. We, we want to make sure everything is safe and secure, too. Uh, but we will host our uh, Veterans Day run again uh, in, in November. And that'll really round out the year other than some donation days that we typically do around Colorado Gives Day or, or Giving Tuesday um, and just individual donations that come through throughout the year to support our organization. That's awesome. Um, I actually thought of another question before I asked the last one. Sure, have you sure. ever met, um, since you've been involved, have you ever like personally met any veterans that um, the project has helped and see their reaction to like everything that either you guys are doing or any of the other foundations and nonprofits that um, your project has helped as well, um, see their reaction and kind of, you know, see, I mean, see, I guess, you know, their gratitude that they have for you guys. Have you ever met anyone in person before? Yeah, we, we had a cool thing that we were able to do at the Freedom Four Miler the year before last, we gave away a car. 
So in partnership with Geico and um, one of the collision centers here in Denver, they basically took a car that had been in an accident and, and just completely, I think it was caliber collisions that uh, did the work on it here in, in Denver. And I mean, it was, it looked perfect and brand new when they were done with it. Uh, there was a veteran, he was a desert storm. Uh, he served in desert storm. He had been, he'd been shot, uh, wounded in his back, um, had a lot of back issues and for whatever reason had gotten reinfected. So here's a guy who's trying to work. He's trying to, to support his family and, you know, a, a, a combat injury comes back and, you know, causes him more trouble. He has to stop working for about six months. And he finally gets back on his feet. But during that process of being out of work for six months, he had to sell his car. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was literally just out of back surgery, still in a back brace. And he was sitting on the bus like for 45 minutes to an hour each way every day. So here's a guy that's on, you know, on a bus for an hour and a half. You know, he's, he's not looking for any handouts. He, he didn't even ask for the car. I think somebody else recommended that we you know, consider him. And when we gave him that car to see this individual who's trying so hard to get back up on his feet, and now he doesn't have to ride a bus an hour and a half each way every day, or, it, you know, the smile on his face when he was driving that car off the mm-hmm. lot was just, it was priceless. It was, uh, it, it made me feel really good, made me feel uh, really proud of the organization and all the direct impacts we've had on individuals. That's, that's amazing. Um that's amazing that you guys were actually able to help him out. Cause I, I mean, I know a lot of friends, especially cause you know, we wear our gear all the time, not as much as other jobs, but I think Navy specific, you know, we always have our, our vest on and our, not me, cause I didn't really carry one, but rifles and stuff. And some of my friends have had back issues, of course, not as much as him, but still like back as soon as your back is out, like you can't, that's your whole base. Like you can't do anything and just sitting on a bus or something. Like I bet that guy's reaction was like super amazing, super rewarding. And that's like what, what it's all about. It's just as, it could be as simple as, you know, the car more like housing and everything that you guys do, which is, which is awesome. And that's what we want to, you know, help put across that you know, you don't have to do something super crazy, just make a donation or do a virtual event. And even that little bit can make the biggest impact. Um, And I think what you guys are doing is really cool and awesome. And um, I'm super excited. My family will be coming out. I'm going to be doing the Ruck March. Like I said, I might be changing it up, (laughs) but I'm going to be doing it um, and everything. And before we close out, do you have any like I said, we asked this for all our guests. Do you have any personal or professional goals that you have for the rest of 2021 on top of um, all the different events that you have, you guys have planned for the project? You know, personally, it's, uh, it's going to be nice. Uh, We we had a really nice day here in Denver today. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was just went to the met met some friends of the park. So it's just going to be nice to slowly kind of transition back into doing some, some normal things again. And, really just reconnecting with some friends and family mm-hmm. uh, that we've been really limited in seeing over this last year. So I think for me personally, that's going to be a, a big thing for me is just looking, to, I'm looking forward to reconnecting with a lot of wonderful mm-hmm. people that I've run, run into, a, you know, throughout the years and, you know, have, having a beer, or, you know, eating a steak, whatever, <laughs> whatever it happens, uh, it, it'll be just really nice to be able to 
you know, be more social this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that too. Um, so when, while we close out, can you let everyone know where they can find the information for the project, you know, the website where they can donate, get involved, all the stuff. Let us know where we can find the project at. So the, our, our main site is the best resource. Again, it's coloradoveteransproject.org. Uh, it has links to all of our in-person and virtual events on that site. It also has links to our donation pages. So you can make donations right there on our website. Mm-hmm. For specific information about the Memorial Day, uh, the website is memorialdaymarch.com. Uh, and that has the registration information and all of the uh, route, you know, the routes, uh, the routes, sorry. And, uh, you know, just how you can get involved if you want to volunteer for that day, you want to, you know, register for our virtual event. Maybe you live in Texas and you want to participate in a, a virtual ruck in Texas and get a bunch of friends together down there to do it. Um, all that information is available at memorialdaymarch.com. <laughs> awesome. I'm like I said, I'm super excited to come in person, um, hopefully to actually meet you in person as well, not just behind like a camera screen or something. Sure. So that would be awesome, too. And Absolutely. like and just, you know, help spread the word and help you guys, you know, spread the word and help as much as we possibly can. And for all our listeners, I'll include the links down below so you guys can go ahead and click on it and check out the website and donate and sign up or do whatever do your part and help out. And that's it for this podcast. Todd, thank you for being on and talking about not only your career and your involvement, but also about the project and what you guys are working on. I'm Danielle Minetti, and I will see you guys next time. And